I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. All right, so we're live here. Uh, I'm Raul, and I'm joined by the catch wrestling, the British champion, right, Ian Jones. So he's all the way, all the way live in uh, yeah. in the best part of England, right, Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for uh, chatting with me. Anytime, anytime. No. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Uh, what, going back to what we're on about then with uh, jiu-jitsu, basically, I find that uh, it's good to have jiu-jitsu, definitely, because it gives you an understanding of attacks off back and things like that. But I'm not, like, really a big fan of pulling guard. Because to me, you've already given them the takedown, and all you've got to do then is cradle them and pass the guard, really. So that's, that's all I use it against, really. Uh, I prefer... As much as I, I do like jiu-jitsu... And things like that. I prefer my wrestling. I find it suits my body type a bit better. You know, well, I suppose you're the same, really, aren't you? You're like short and stocky, like me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. I think it's a tall man's sport, jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, totally right. That, like the taller guys would definitely be able to use like the their triangle chokes and stuff a lot easier than we can, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I say, I like to be on top, me. I suppose it's like how Josh Barnett uh, goes on about it. He likes to be on top and making them suffer. And I suppose I sort, sort of look at it with that uh, same principles behind it and things like that. I, I like to be on top. Uh, I'm not, I'm confident when I'm on my back, but I don't like being there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to train how I think I'd fight in a real situation, you know, because I think if I start being on my back and you start getting comfortable there, last thing I want is, I'm not saying I'm going to have a street fight, but. If you ever get into a street fight, it's uh, it, you're doing what you're doing training, don't you? I think you fight how you fight in training, really. So I try to be aggressive, get on top and hold me old positions, really, and then look for submissions after I've made them wilt. But, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, and for people who don't know that much about you, I think I think it's good that we say that you are a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. So yeah. you're not just like saying like. You know, they're trying to trying to say bad things about jujitsu um, or anything like that. You're coming from. I started off mainly with jujitsu. I, I I I love the sport, uh, but I just think wrestling suits my body type. What I tend to do with the wrestlers, if they're better, they're a better wrestler than me. Which I, I'm not saying I'm a great wrestler or anything like that. If they're a better wrestler than me, I've got a better understanding of submissions than them. And if they're better than me at submissions, I said I tend to have a better. Uh, like wrestling defense and things like than them. So I understand both sports for what they are. Uh, and then if they're better than me in all them areas, I tend to be fitter or stronger or more flexible. So I try and I try and aid my training where I'm like an all rounder rather than like just specifically ones. You understand what I mean? And that's why I probably cross training everything just so you've got use of all energy systems and like you're strong, you're fit, you're fast, you're flexible. And then also I train my mind as well. I'm a, a big believer in if your mind's strong, the rest of your body's strong. So uh, it's it's all it's all all good to know and all good knowledge. Oh yeah, oh like I agree 100. percent But do, do you think, um, or what are some of the main differences that uh, you can kind of list between jujitsu and catch wrestling? Yeah. I think, I'm not saying it's slow jujitsu, but it's quite methodical. Do you know, like how they set you up and sweep you and things like that. Uh, all I try and do, I, I try and use wrestling. So, like, say, say, for instance, someone like pulls guard on me. 
I'm a big, big believer in not let, letting them have risk control because if you've got risk control on them, I can't think of any submission they can do if you're controlling their wrists. Mm-hmm. And it's safe you stood up on your feet. If you've got their wrists, realistically, they shouldn't be able to take you down. So it's all mm-hmm. base. But it's basic how I think. I always think if they're on the back, keep them flat on the back. If they're stood up, control the wrist. Don't let them have head, condition, uh, head, head position on you. Uh, and just keep my hips back and uh, arms in. And I just try and think, sounds daft, I try and think like a T-Rex. Short arms, neck mm-hmm. tilted, back. And that, that's that's where I wrestle on the floor and stood up, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's like... I try not to let anything stick out. Because obviously, if you leave your head hanging out, you're going to get guillotined. If you leave your arms hanging out, you're going to get armbarred. So I just think short arms, neck tilted up like a wrestler, back back nice and strong. So that's what I do when I'm on top. And then when I'm underneath, I try try and do the same principles. I try and find my base, my wrestling base, get to my knees, and then wrestle with, with my arms and uh, strong back and things like that. But um, I do believe you've got to have a good guard because, like, I think it was a... Johnny Book once said, and it all really stuck. I, I saw it on one of his podcast or something like that. He always says you can you can have a really good double leg and things like that, but eventually you're going to get took down, and there's going to be someone who's a better wrestler than you. So it's good to ha- have an understanding of guard and have a good guard. So I think that's that's a good thing. Uh, I, what I took away from listening to him, I think it was Johnny Book anyway. Uh, and I I believe I believe like. What I use against jiu-jitsu guys is a lot of mat wrestling. I think I think that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most people can double leg and single leg and sprawl, but a lot I don't think there's enough mat wrestling shown in wrestling. You know, especially I don't know what it's like in America, but in UK there weren't a lot of mat wrestling. I've gone to wrestling gyms in the past, and all I seem to learn is like double leg, single legs, things like that, sprawl and head con head position and things like that. But when I went to Roy's. I learned me mat wrestling and it just totally changed my game. And then I start then what I started doing, I started implementing it in jiu-jitsu. I started I don't know if it's a bad idea in jiu-jitsu, but I started giving me back up and then like using it to wrestle into better positions. You know, like I know like mm-hmm. from a point system, if they do get you back, but then I just apply leg locks if they're okay or or I can mm-hmm. stamp up by using my sprag and things like that, and arm rolls and grammy rolls. So I think that one of the best things I've took away from wrestling is the mat wrestling. I call it the invisible stuff really because no one really praises it. They don't say, oh, look how he's got back up to his feet or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. it's like normally, oh, look at that triangle, look at this and look at that. It's it, it's underrated, I think, Matt Wrestling, and that's why I like it. Oh, yeah, and, and I think that is like, um, that is the part that people don't understand that is the major part of catch wrestling. That, then that is the wrestling part of catch wrestling. Because um, I think most people just see... Uh, maybe someone trying to put a video or some kind of lock flow thing or something, and they don't understand that, uh, you know, the, you would you basically need the wrestling or the mat wrestling to be able to even get to these uh, lock positions or joint lock positions. Yeah, I, I also agree. Like kind of what you're saying, where it's like uh, I, I don't necessarily mind giving up my back because. Um, like, say it, it, it might be problematic in like IBJJF. Uh, competition or it's like i've 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 given up a lot of points but they've also um really like um like they've really invested a lot like if they got my back then they got their arms around me they got their legs maybe they hooked in or one one hook in they're trying to get two so if i can there's a lot of like things that i could do to take advantage of that situation i could and quite often i'll actually go for a straight arm bar or actually i'll i'll reverse them with a, a double wrist lock even because they're they've, they've invested so much in trying and thinking that they can get a uh, rear naked choke or something but they're they've really given me a lot of a lot of their arms or even leg or leg locks as well yeah i i think difference where like obviously gee makes a big difference as well because you've got more handles as well but uh I've started to implement me, like, I can see things from, like, a wrestling perspective now, how I can use it in a game, things like that. So I try, even though I teach jiu-jitsu, it tends to be a a lot more wrestling-based how I teach it as well. That's another thing. I suppose people won't call it Uh, (laughs) jiu-jitsu. I just try to have a good understanding, like, a jiu-jitsu, you know, like, like with different guards, like Della Eva and things like that. I just, I think it's really good and things like that. But, Mm -hmm. uh 
I, when I see it, I see the legs flailing about, like they're giving me the legs and things like that when it's Della Eva and things like that. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing it. It just scares me because you're just leaving your feet dangling there, aren't you, <laughs> to, to be bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I really do like, I like them both. I like both sports and I think you've got to have both uh, sports. But I think what's going to happen in the sport eventually, I'm not saying Gee's going to die out, but I think more people will be drawn to no Gee because it's a bit, it's a faster pace and it's a bit more exciting. And I think mm-hmm. you'll be bigger influx. Like, like you've got like, uh, you've got a lot of guys coming in now with really good leg locks and things like that. Uh but I think the next influx is going to be wrestling, isn't it? Like, uh, I think it was you were saying on, with John Strickland. I think you'll get a, a lot more wrestling-based and things like that. Uh, and, like, I know, like, America is... Uh, oh, and I, uh, I think, like, like Everyone says there's no wrestling in the UK, but I think once you go to Manchester and places like that, some of the best wrestlers I've wrestled with. Like, I can remember I went to the States once and uh, we were in Vegas and I went to a wrestling gym. And I, I, to be fair, I couldn't even wrestle. I was just like an MMA guy where I was more a striker and things like that. And uh, I did really well against all these, like, wrestlers. I, I think it was just my fitness and my strength, really, what saved me. But then when I, when I went back to the UK, I thought, oh, I can wrestle. So I found a wrestling gym in Manchester. And I dropped on these Iranians and they threw me all over and I thought, this is, I'm going to have to learn now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and in UK, there's some really good wrestlers that you don't hear about, like really, really, really good wrestlers. And it's all in Manchester area, area and Lancashire and Wigan. In that area, it just seems to be an hotbed for wrestling. And it's the yeah. same with Jiu-Jitsu. There's some really good Jiu-Jitsu guys from that area as well, Manchester. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think eventually UK will catch up with wrestling. It'll be a few years, but definitely catch up with wrestling but I think with Jiu-Jitsu we've got some really good Jiu-Jitsu guys going through because obviously we've got some really good grapplers now in UK like I think Roger Grace is in I think it's uh, I don't know if it's London or Birmingham then you've got uh, Victor Esteemer Esteemer Braulow Esteemer so we've got some really good like co- Jiu-Jitsu coaches in UK and it's not far to travel really it's about an hour and a half two hour two hour drive to all these really good places and then you've got Daz Morris Roy Wood uh, people like that. Uh, Cameron Actor, he's a good guy in uh, Manchester. You've got Chris Thompson, who goes to Wigan and trains at ASW. Some really great guys who understand, and a lot of them understand jiu-jitsu and understand wrestling, so it's quite it's quite good. It's interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing too, yeah, with how you mentioned we, we were talking about that, where even uh, Craig Jones, uh, uh, the really famous jiu-jitsu practitioner, was saying that the next innovation in no-gi will come from wrestling but i think in particular like say like the mat wrestling stuff that we do in catch wrestling uh that's still not quite so widely known and especially like if someone comes from like a a freestyle wrestling background where um they're not trying to fight back up you know they might just get used to like pancaking out you know just being flat once they get taken down um but if they learn some of these catch wrestling mat wrestling aspects um, I think that's really where the innovation is going to like emerge. Yeah. I think it'll get really creative as well because like people's like sort of adapting the old style, aren't they? Like combining, I know, I suppose in a sense, it's like going like, it's combining jits with wrestling and things like that. Um, so it's, it's good in that sense. It's making people a bit more creative thinking outside box, but I'm a big fan of keeping like, uh, catch wrestling alive. I, I teach catch teach jits but i try and keep them separate if that makes sense unless mm-hmm. i'm teaching from an mma perspective but i think i think there's i think it's just going to get better and better and more creative and this is why i think nogi is going to get better because i think that's going to be more a wide uh widely spread uh than gi because i like gi but just i just find it boring you know because it's, it's don't get me wrong if you see people like uh galvello and people like that there they seem like really good wrestlers and things like that. But when you see it and they're just pulling guard, as much as I like guard and things like that from from like a spectator's uh, opinion, people don't want to see people pulling guard. They want to see people getting suplexed and slammed or I do anyway. So, yeah. but I do understand why they pull guard and I think it's great what they can do when they're on bottom and things like that with leg locks and arm locks and things like that. There's an whole other art to it. So I don't like... 
I don't think it's rubbish. It's it's got its times to use it, it's times not to use it. And I think in street fights, I won't be pulling guard. I try and be realistic to how I perform in street. I, I want to be on top all the time. Uh, and just trying to make people suffer, really. And I think that's why it probably suits me a little bit better than jiu-jitsu, uh, just because of my body type, really. But I do still train jiu-jitsu uh, with my coaches, Darren and Ellen Curry, and then uh, they're, they're really good guys. But they're, they're, they think uh, they're really creative and things like that with a jiu-jitsu. So I, I get some good good output off Darren Curry. He's like a real... Darren and Ellen are really under, underrated in uh, UK as well. Because uh, they're like a they're like a secret you don't really hear about them, but they produce some awesome grapplers. Really have, so they're good. Yeah, so knowledge of them, obviously with Roy as well, and and my first grappling coach as well, Andy Cooper. He was a legend at MMA. He was like he didn't take it up till he was like 38, 39 and he was like fighting on cage rates and things like that. So I learned a lot from him and Paul Murphy and Neil Owen and Neil White. So I've had some. I've been really lucky with coaches, really. Well, I think yeah, has opened my eyes, especially with Rywood. Uh, unreal. With, uh, with that being said, I mean, do, do you think that, um, like, some people believe that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is in a gi? Like, when it's grappling done in a gi, and then no gi could be, it's like it's entirely separate sport. Right? Yeah, I think it can be. I think you get, you get, like, I'm not saying I'm brilliant in gi. I'm not saying I'm crap in a gi. I prefer no gi, just because of my style and I just think the handles are different and things like that. Uh, I don't feel alienated in a gi. I, I, I still compete in it, but I just, I don't know. It's just not, even though I have competed in it, it's just not for me as such. I like, I like mm-hmm. no gi. I like, I like that fast pace, like where you're slipping all over and you don't know, like, because I think in no gi, you, you can make a lot more mistakes in a sense because it's slippy and you can like fall off people whereas gi if you get a guy who's got good grip and they're really good at slowing you down it's it's real it's good but they've both got the purposes i think they're both i think you've got to train both to understand them i think you have having i think you've got to have an understanding of everything these days you know like this like in competitions i've had people pull guard on me and, and then i've had people try to wrestle me and i think you've just got to understand everything and i think that my goal is just to be as well-rounded as i can whether it be striking on feet, boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, fitness, flexibility, everything. I just try and have that all-round area so I've got all bases covered. And I think that's where you've got to be as an athlete. And I think mentally, I think that's the strongest point there, that you've got to, you've got to be really strong mentally, not wanting to quit. You've, got, you've always got to be stubborn, you know. Mm. Uh, a game of chess, isn't it, really? And I, yeah. I, just, I just try and... I try and outwit people, outthink them. Do you know, I try to be clever. It's like a lot of people are going about predators and prey. Sometimes you've got like eyes at front of your head, you're a predator, aren't there? I think it was a wrestling coach. And I think Chris Crossland spoke of it as well. I think eyes at front of your head, you're a predator and prey. I think you've got to have both. You've got to be cunning at the same time. And you've got to be, you've got to be like a predator as well. You've got to be able to outwit people and things like that. And that's, that's what I like about uh, catch because it's, it's just a chess match, isn't it? It's like a game, really. Mm-hmm. Just trying to outwit each other. Yeah. Every time you can feel that you're tired or strong or weak, it's, I love it. I, I just love the aspect of it. Uh, just competition, really. And, and and my thing is at the moment, I'm like 40 year old now. I'm just turned 40, so my thing is, I want to, uh, I want to go in with our best guys. I just want to. So like, I fought Josh Barnett, and it, and that was a big eye opener for me. I thought because sometimes you doubt yourself and you think, how would you do against these guys and things like that. Uh, and I felt like I did really well against Josh. And I want to wrestle our best guys. Like, you, like there's Curran, there's, there's, there's loads, isn't there? There's loads of really good guys out there uh, who I'd like to wrestle. And I think, I don't like people say, oh, so-and-so's better than so-and-so. But I don't, I don't believe in that. I think one part of things, it's on the day, whoever performs best on the day. And the other part, styles make styles. You get someone who's really bendy and they might not have been against someone who's really bendy. Or you might get someone who's really freakishly strong or as a good double leg and you've never come across that double leg. And that's that's why I just want to test this and I want to test and then I'll just go away. If I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. You go away, you learn about yourself, you know, and that's what I want to do. I, I, uh, like, like I said, I was really excited for that bout against uh, Curran last year. Uh, against Curran last year, but never came off. Uh, but I would love to wrestle him, but 
only problem is me, it's getting out to states. It's uh, I'd lose a lot of money because I don't like I've got six jobs and there's only me works in the family. So mm. it made me like putting holidays in, losing holidays in. in that time. I could be going on holiday and things like that with my kids, spending time with my kids and stuff like that. So it's it's a bit of an awkward one. But if you came to the UK, I'd quite happily wrestle him. I'd quite I'd like to wrestle Josh again. I'd love to wrestle uh, Sakuraba just to see how I do against him and uh, Frank Shamrock as well. Do you know, like they're all legends to me. You know, like uh, I'd love to wrestle any one of them. I don't know where I get smashed, but I like testing myself. So I think it's good, aren't you? Yeah, and I think that's part of the like the the, men, the mental aspect that you're talking about, where it's like you're not necessarily uh, like making yourself scared. It's like you want to see what 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 happened. You know, it's like I want to grow. Get... I want to grow. I want to. I don't care if I got smashed all over Matt. I know I'm gonna come away with one thing, experience and learn from it. And it's the same with my MMA career. Although like cutting weight, I used to get down to 70 kilograms. I was like walking about 89, 90. It was make 70 kilograms. It killed me really. And I probably like a 50-50 record, but the guys who I fought were like, they're all like, I never dodged anyone. Do you know, like my first, I think my first ever match in MMA, I fought ranked number five in UK. As a pro, I didn't have any, any amateur career. And as soon as I beat him, it threw me up into rankings. And then I was like fighting cage rage world champions and like uh, uh, tough uh, UFC ultimate fighter winners and things like that. So I've been in with good guys and uh, I've always wanted that. I, I think no one remembers your names if you fight. Like, not I'm not saying the bums or anything like that. No one remembers <laughs> if you fight someone who's like seven and out or something like that. Whereas if you go in and you test them against good people you're going to learn and you're going to get to that level by doing that that's why i like I, I loved it like i don't know whether people thought it was disrespectful me wanting to wrestle josh barnett but it was my hero who won't want to wrestle the hero in wrestling you know it's like it's like wanting to meet mike tyson to me at time like uh barnett is like he's almost on a status so like mike tyson is in grappling world and i just want to test myself against him uh and it's same with curran i'd like, I'd love to wrestle curran but I don't think it'll happen because I don't think you'll ever come to the UK and I'll probably struggle getting time off for work to wrestle him, but I would love to wrestle him just to see like, how I do him, you know, because I think it makes an interesting match. I know he's, I understand he's a better wrestler than me, like you know, pedigree on paper and stuff like that, but I do believe styles make styles. And I think mm -hmm. it'll be a classic like wrestler versus like submission artist. It'd be, it, it, it mm -hmm. makes a good wrestling match. There's loads out there, isn't there? There's like in UK, like I think people think, oh, Ian Jones is a wrestler, but they don't understand I've come from like I can do everything. I can strike, I can do jujitsu. They don't understand that. But in UK, there's loads of best in Wigan, there's loads of better wrestlers than me, freestyle wrestlers. And nowadays they beat me hands down at wrestling, but I know I'd probably submit half of them. And then there's guys mm -hmm. who are better submission wrestlers than me. It's just on day, isn't it? Everything's on day. I think if you have a good day, if you have a good day, day it's it's brilliant if you have a bad day. It sucks. Like, I've had a couple of wrestling matches this year, like uh, submission grappling matches where I've lost. Uh, to bigger opponents, really. And when I look at it against, referee were against me, or they just didn't like my style. Uh, like, just it's just rule set. Sometimes you lose because of rule set and things like that. Even though we're on top most of the time, all the way through, threatening with submissions, I've lost. Things like that. So, it's good. I just... I'd, I want to be tested, and I, I'm not scared of losing. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to lose, but I love being tested. I think that's – I like them horrible, grimy matches you have where you just come back and you think, wow, that was horrible. You learn so much about yourself. And I think I think it was in 2016 or 15, I fought Thomas Hilton. had a 20-minute war with him. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I learned so much about myself. And then I had one where a guy called Chris Oban, who was a Sambo guy and like MMA guy, and, and, and well, submission grappler, really good. Uh, that was a 35 minute match, and that was an absolute war. And then I fought Wade as well, and I think I had a 30 minute match, match with him. So mm. you just, them, <laughs> them match, you, know, you just learn so much about yourself. You know, like it takes you to a dark place and yeah. shows <laughs> like that. And I, I love them type of matches. Even though at times when you're competing, you think, oh, I want it to be a bit easy sometimes. I, you, you always, I don't know, you've always got that extra bit. As that David Goggins says, you've always got 60% more. And that's what I like. I just, I don't know, I just like being tested and bashed about. And I think that's how you learn about yourself. You don't get anything for an easier idea. And no one oh. expects you. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I, I think there are a lot of, say, really famous um, grapplers 
we'll keep it like a grappling, but same thing with MMA fighters or or boxers, where it's like the, even a lot of the great ones that we that we all know about and then we idolize or revere. It's like a lot of them have lost, you know, several matches anyway. It's like, but they just they they keep going out there over and over again. You know, that's that, I think that's one of the differences that people don't realize. It's like it's not like everyone's always winning all the time. That that's what I mean. The, they don't see success. They don't, they don't see what them horrible nights being at home and like you're thinking about it and they don't see what you've gone through to get to that and things like that. People just judge you on your last uh, outing really onto mats or MMA fight or boxing fight. They judge you on that and I'll never judge anyone me because I just think end of the day be sitting on sofa, don't it? Uh, we all win, we mm. all lose. I don't see anything as a loss. I just see everything as a learn, you know, because I could take the most negative thing in life and I could turn it into a positive. I know I'll learn something from it, you know. I could get smashed, get beat up, but I know I'd learn more about myself in that loss than I would in if I just kept steamrolling over to everyone and beating them. And I think that's where you've got to look at things. So, yeah, that, that's where my mindset comes in. I'm always trying to see positive in everything, whether it's wrestling, but I use wrestling in life. You know, like I, I always think, it's like, I think it was Dan Gale, one he says if you wrestle once, everything in life's easy. And, and it's mm. right, really. It makes mm. like, I don't know, people get, you'll get people and they're going for a job interview and they're like nervous. And I think, why are you nervous at that? Or <laughs> I think I've, I'm like, I don't know, I've had people uh, on doors and stuff pull, like like doing security and things like that. I've had am Amma's pulled on me. Everything pulled on me. And I think to me, it just helps you perform better in life. It just makes, if you've got a, a skilled guy going against a skilled guy, it's chess and you learn how to outwit each other out. I'll think, I'll, I'll think each other, and I think I like, I like horrible situations. I love, you know, because you just learn so much about yourself. Mm. It's same with jujitsu. It's same in wrestling. They both help each other. They're really good. Okay, so then as a jujitsu instructor, I mean, are you still teaching some of these, these uh, like de la Hiva or reverse de la Hiva? Or the... I give them an understanding of it. I give them an understanding. The guys that I teach, I try. I did a bit of an experiment. Experiment, really. It's, it's the wrong thing to say. I, I had like a group of guys when I first started teaching. I'm more jujitsu orientated, and I was teaching. So probably as a brown belt, purple belt, I teach him, and I was teaching more jujitsu stuff for MMA. And I found that my guys were like, not saying that they're comf they comfortable on the back, but they tend tend to get really jujitsu orientated. And started like pulling guard in fights and stuff like that. And I thought, and then I started catch wrestling. I think it was 2011, but I'd done a bit of wrestling in 2008, something like that. So then I started applying, like, I got a, a new like influx of guys came into the gym. Uh, and one of them was doing really well at moment, Peter Chemlanke. Uh I started teaching them my style of wrestling and like submission wrestling. And they started performing really well in competitions, even as white belts. So, like, like doing well against, I would get other gyms. I'm I, I, one of them as well. I'll tell them to go to different gyms as well because I think only way they learn is to go out of that system. They always come back, uh, send them to different gyms and things like that. I'm not one of these guys who says, oh, you can't go here because you leave gym. I'll send my guys to different gyms to just because they come back with new skill sets, don't they? And it tests yeah. it against me. That, and that's what I want, really, to be fair. Uh, but what I found is with the guys who are teaching like catch or like my style of submission wrestling, they were performing really well in competition. So I've sort of like, don't change what isn't broke now. You know, I'm a bit, oh, so like, I give them an understanding of jujitsu, like I'll show them triangles, like your basic locks and things like that, basic guards and like your Della Eva and things like that, and lasso guard and stuff like that. And then I just show them how to beat it with using wrestling as sense. And, and it just boils down to simplicity. <laughs> don't let them have risk on keep them flat on the back head positioning and things like that. It's just wrestling on floor. That's the way I see it. And mm. when you get them, when you get when you get them on floor, pin them, make it make it suck, make it uncomfortable and just give them pressure. But a few guys, I've gone to jujitsu gyms and things like that before and a few guys have said, oh you can't do that, it's rough, you can't do this, it's not IBJJF. But way I see it, if they tap into pressure, mm. that means pressure. Do you know, so I want my guys to be pressure tested and uh, battle tested really, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like with Nike, if they've got a shiny suit, they've never been tested. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the way I see it. So I've, I prefer them to learn hard way and, and like, you know, like I'm, 
I've thrown a guy going to say, I don't know, say for a white belt, but I felt like he was a blue belt. I just want to put him in blue belt division and him have a really hard fight, learn more about himself than just steamrolling through white belt division and things like that. Because you do get that, don't you? Sandbagging, mm-hmm. you get a lot of this country. Uh, there's like guys who's like been blue belt for about 10 years and you think, wow. And they're like smashing every blue belt in country. But what, what they're learning from it? Not learning anything, are they? So, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in like, uh, in that really. So, but yeah, so, so as far as the guys who I teach, I tend to teach them like me, it's not my own style because it's just what I've stole from other arts and what's worked for me over the years. Uh, so I try and show them what works best for me. Uh, but I'm really good at adapting to like the people's genetics as well. If, 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 if you've got like a tall, lanky guy who's not going to, who's going to spend a lot of time on his back. Uh, sometimes I'm not saying lanky guys are weak and things like that, but a lot of time, <laughs> back not about these short, stocky, horrible wrestlers. So I've started like developing ways for them how to get up on top and like using jujitsu to get on top and things like that. So I'm, I'm good at developing people's skill set for how they are really. So to the body type, because I can like look at them and think, well, he's not really going to be like, say, if, like I've got one guy uh, who's fought in UFC actually, Neil is is an absolute beast in the lane. Uh, before Shane Carwin, he's built like a bull, like a big, <laughs> honestly, he's mixed to thick, his hands are thick, he's like a strong man. He's not going to be doing flying triangles, so obviously his game's mm-hmm. going to be different to uh, a guy who's got long limbs like, um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Are. I've got another guy who's really small, and I've, all I've taught him is lo- like loads of mat wrestling because he's that small and fast. He keeps him moving with mat wrestling. And he, te- he seems to, it's a bit like Uriah Faber, really. It seems to catch him in scrambles a lot. So I think it's, yeah. it's in that sense, learning how to like wrestle to their genetics, you know. Yeah. Like that. Whereas like Neil is like Jeff Monson. When he gets on top of you, you're not getting him off you. He's like a bear. So it's mm. I think it's knowing your athlete, isn't it? And not, and not only that, knowing the mindset, whether they're an emotional guy or a really classic guy. Some guys need to be switched on when, you, when they're competing. You need to like get them really fired up. Then other guys... Like me, I like to be really calm and laughing and joking because I can perform mm-hmm. better in like uh, in a laughing mood. So like when I'm enjoying myself, I'm a bit like almost a bit like Sakuraba. I like to be in that playful zone, that fun zone where some guys want to like Mike Tyson want to rip your head off and kill you. I'm not like that. I'm like I like everything to be loose and just, you know like relaxed. And but some it's knowing the athletes and knowing the genetic types and the builds and things like that. How they're going to perform what works best for them, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, do you have any competitions coming up? Uh, I'm, obviously, I'm a bit fat at the moment, so <laughs> I'm about 96 kilograms. So I'm going to do a uh, snake pit, um, yeah, snake pit international tournament, which is in November, I think it is, 1st of November, because I was meant to be going on holiday to Florida, but my daughter doesn't want to go. So I'm glad, in a sense, uh, we booked mm. it. We're back. Because you don't want to go. Uh, but then Curran texted me and asked me to go over in November. But obviously, because uh, tournament in Wigan, I want to do that. And then mm. there's, uh, I think it's Naga uh, back end at month. So I want to do that as well. Mm. But I'm setting up for a new goal as well. I'm fancying in that liftway. That, uh, have you seen that one? That liftway, mm. is it? I, it's bare knuckle tie boxing with headbutts and slams. Oh, so, oh. oh, you you on. I don't know what it is. I just like to test myself at these different crazy sports just to see mm. my martial yeah. experience helps me. So I'm like, I'm constantly seeking that new buzz, that new challenge. So I fancy having yeah. a go at that. Oh, just, just to say I've done it because I'm like, like I said, I'm 40 now. Whereas when I was younger, I would, I'd never fight bare knuckle when I was younger because I think you're just going to get your, your face cut, you're going to get scar tissue, blah, blah, blah. So if I go into MMA fights and got hit with a jab, that's your eye gone and, and, and it's going to end here. But now I'm 40, I think, I'm not going to win no modelling contracts. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll just compete anything now, you know. So that that's my next goal. Whether it's going to be this year or next year, I'm probably a bit heavy for striking at the moment. So I'd probably like to come down to about 85 for striking. You know, like when when I'm wrestling, I like to be about 90. I don't know why, over 90. I mean, probably the best way is probably 91 kilograms, 90 kilograms. I like to be around that way. So I'm agile, but I'm strong as well. So, but I think if I fight this lift way, I'll probably come down a bit lighter. Uh, but yeah, I think you've got to just test yourself, haven't you? 
yeah. and it all boils down to one thing. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to have an understanding of all these uh, different martial arts and things like that. Because reason, yeah. like everyone thinks, oh, why do you do it? I don't, I don't, I do competition just to test me. I don't do it to beat anyone. It's not for my ego or anything like that. It's more for about me. It's more about challenging myself, how, how I react under pressure and things like that. And and then it boils down to one thing, realistically. I believe, like, everyone's a fighter in their own way. I think it's Enzo Gracie who says it. It's, uh, everyone's a fighter. It's good to be a, a fighter. But only way I think you value yourself is if you know how to fight. Because at the end of the day, if you've got family and kids and things like that, if someone came and, I don't know, did bad things to your kids and family and you can't fight, you don't respect yourself. And that's why I always believe in doing these different martial arts and being strong and fit and stuff like that because you've got an understanding of what you can do in a bad situation. I'm not saying I'm a trouble causer, but it's good to see how you're tested in these areas. And even in my job, like my job, I work as a, like a gym instructor, like in gyms, so I take a lot, a lot of classes. So that covers my fitness and my strength and conditioning because I'm always training. And then when I work, I work as security on doors. So that keeps me mentally strong because you gain approach with people with knives, with glasses, big guys, scary guys. So that keeps my mind on, on edge. So it's keeping me in that zone all the time. I know it's probably a bad thing to be in that zone all the time. And then obviously... My martial arts, that's testing my fit, like my fitness, my, my skill set and things like that. So this is why I've probably chose my jobs as a way of life to be able to fit it all in with my life and things like that. So I'm very lucky in a sense, in that sense, because I'm like passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about wrestling. I'm passionate about tie boxing and I'm passionate about developing my mind. I think that's, I think that's the biggest aspect in it. It's about controlling your mind. If you can't control that, you can't control your body or your mind. So... I've got some weird views. <laughs> they all work for me. I don't know. It sounds great. Sounds great. And yeah, if you ever want to come out to LA or whatever, because like since we do have like the no gi worlds and uh, we have gi worlds and stuff like, all out here. When I was a bit forty, I'm thinking I need to do this. I need to. I feel like my life's just like speeding up all of a sudden. Even though that's another thing, I'm forty now, and I don't feel forty. I feel like mm. I train with lads younger than me, Jim, and probably fast and athletic, and I don't feel. I don't feel, I don't know if they're going on it easy on me. I don't think they are. I think they're trying to kill me, to be fair. But that keeps me sharp. And everyone says, oh, when you get to 40, you'll start to slow down. I just feel like I'm an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got odd injury and things like that, but they're not bad injuries. I just feel, I feel now, if anything, I feel better than what I've ever felt in my life. I don't know whether I'm a late bloomer or whether it's because I've never sat on set here and not done anything. It's probably because I'm lucky and I don't go home from work every day, just sit on settee, drink beer and things like that. I've always like, always like led a, an healthy lifestyle, I suppose. So don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll eat rubbish and things like that. <laughs> not a train, you know. So I think that's kept me almost feeling young and strong and fit and yeah. mental as good as I've ever been. So I suppose that's, that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh no, it really isn't. Actually, it's it's probably minimizing the amount of injuries you're you're taking as well. But the, one thing is, uh, Frank Gotch in his book uh, about wrestling, uh, in it he discusses where at least in that time period in the early 1900s, people didn't feel that a wrestler was even a mature wrestler in the sense of like knowing what yeah. to do and having enough experience until they were 40 years old. Yeah, well, it's like this, isn't it? You look at Ian Bromley. I didn't really. Ian Bromley was 51 years old and he was wrestling young kids. Do you know something? He's, he's my biggest hero, this guy, Ian. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it's a shame what's happened and things like that. But a guy was an absolute beast. I can remember, I think he wrestled, uh, I'm trying to think of his name now, uh, what it, Yassir or something like that. The guy Yassir. that had wrestled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yassir. Mm -hmm. Wrestled him and he, he just had his ACL constructed. I don't know if it's crazy or just an hard guy, mentally hard guy. He uh, had his ACL done and wrestled him and beat him and he was still he'd only been out uh, having his ACL operation three weeks and I just think wow <laughs> and it makes you realise how mentally strong it must have been to be able to do that because uh, most guys would have been thinking feeling sorry for him sat on settee and then he snapped his collarbone uh, mm -hmm. wrestled for British, uh, I think he wrestled for British title uh, and his collarbone rang. he went to uh, see a specialist and says it's the worst shoulder operation uh, injury they've ever seen his collarbone it come away from his chest off his mm. clavicle things like that just tore off mm. and massive bone yeah. and it says mm. if you wrestle you might not be able to wrestle again and he wrestled 
And after that, he says, I'm retired. And then a year after, he's wrestling again. I think what a crazy guy. The guy, oh, he's just an absolute legend. And and you know something? Roy and him, I've learned so much off him. Like, uh, I don't know, I've learned so much off. uh, Mentally, I've learned so much off uh, Ian Bromley. And, And like, technically, Jesus, man, they were like, if he'd have put his stuff out there on uh, internet, it'd have changed grappling. He's just his ways were un- unbelievable, and it was a little guy. He wasn't a big guy. His technique yeah. was fantastic. Everything about him was awesome. It's just a shame what's happened to him. It well, and you know, all I can think is all that knowledge is gone as well. It's just it's crazy. It's upsetting when I think about because it, it was a really good friend here, and uh, mm-hmm. they were probably the best guys I've ever met. Do you know, like it just when you meet people in life, he's one of them guys who are just generally clicks with but unreal unreal uh, just like uh, I just wish there would have been more stuff out there about him because he didn't uh, he didn't you know like he kept himself under radar he didn't he didn't go on internet yeah. or all that stuff were unreal unreal his technique and everything changed my game him and Roy and well just everyone I've trained with all, all my coaches jiu-jitsu coaches everyone uh, and my Thai boxing coach I learned so much about myself mentally he, he passed away as well Steve Adams and uh Another coach, I learned so much about myself. And I think this is why I like different sports because you meet these, I call them one percenters, me. Some mm. people might be crazy guys. I don't know. The one percenters in life, you meet them and they're just so, they just think differently outside box, uh, mentally strong, things like that. And I love, I love these guys. Like you're one of those guys who are one percenters. You're out there doing it, testing yourself. And I just think it's, it's unri- unreal. And I like, I like surrounding myself with these people, these positive people like, uh, I'm a big fan of John Strickland as well. I like where he thinks he's mm-hmm. like another legend in catch. And I'd have loved to have been, I'd love to be around these guys, John Strickland and his coach as well. Uh, that, uh, the, is it uh, Wicks and uh, mm-hmm. the other guys? Well, uh, Bromley used to tell me about it, Husky and people like that. And you think, wow, I'd, I'd love to have met these guys. And just that's why I've, I felt fortunate meeting Roy and Billy Robinson and obviously in Bromley and people like that. And there's some awesome guys out there. I just want to, tap into their brains and nick all the knowledge really and keep it going help keep catch alive it's hard isn't it yeah yeah it is especially with the so since like in particular like jujitsu um and nogi is like they they've really created a world unto themselves and um uh it's just, they just dominate right now so it's like yeah we have to really try to keep the real wrestling alive yeah but do you know the funny thing what makes my life about grappling that like i don't know say i'm not saying anything about eddie bravo because they're awesome like Twister, it's like a wrestling move, isn't it? Do you know, like, mm-hmm. and it did so, mm-hmm. and, and I know he know he did wrestling, didn't he? Eddie Bravo and things like that. But there's like every so often, like a move will come out, and people say, "Oh yeah, it's a new move and it's been reinvented." But these old guys, hundreds of years ago, were doing that. Do you know, like splaydles mm-hmm. and like that, and like banana splits. Everyone seems to think the new moves, but they've been about hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. They're not new. Moves, just like they got lost. And I suppose yeah. it's a shame, really, because we catch wrestling in the UK. I think the reason, only reason why it's become a lost art is because, for one, it's an hard sport. People don't want the next cranking off and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get maimed from it. So, so they think <laughs> they play sports like football, where it's like uh, a bit mamby-pamby, a bit soft. Mm-hmm. And they think, right, there's, no, there's money in football. They'll play football and stuff like that instead of doing boxing and stuff like that, which is, to me, I think, like, this, this goes back to me, Way, my prehistoric way of fighting and things like that I think everyone should be able to fight <laughs> or throw yeah. a punch at least uh, I just I don't know it's it's one of the things it's like one of, it's like on my list I think everyone should, even women I think women should do catch wrestling I think they should do jujitsu it's like my daughter I'm teaching I know it's, it sounds wrong I'm like I'm not brainwashing or anything like that I'm, I'm like trying to get into her head thinking positive from a young age because like now, people on social media, they're soft and things like that. They get things said to them and they start crying and things like that. And I'm trying to make my daughter mentally strong, physically strong. And that's why I'm trying to get her involved in sport like wrestling and tie boxing and boxing. And when I talk to her, I say, what do you want to do? She says, I want to be a fighter like you. I want ears like you. So I'm like, most people <laughs> like me, like, no, I want her to be a princess. I think, no, I want her to be a strong, independent woman. I think sport yeah. in general, like, Things like boxing, wrestling, tie boxing, catch wrestling, they make you, and jujitsu, they make you a tougher, tougher person mentally. I think everyone should do it. Them, yeah. if you anyway, I think everyone should do it. Even at young or old, I think we should just do it. 
Yeah, oh, I agree. And, and it can keep us young, you know, as we age, you know, so it's just good for so many things. Yeah, I don't know. I just think you learn so much about yourself. You've got to pressure test yourself in life, haven't you? It just in general. Like, that's why I like competition. I try and do at least four competitions a year, five competitions a year, one every day, like two to three months. Like this year, I've had, I think I've done three. I did like uh, a grappling tournament at the beginning of the year, February. I did uh, another grappling tournament on Chris Thompson's show, like a grappling match, a super fight. And then I had a go at Pancrase as well. Because that were another sport. Because I'm, I'm writing to me like Japanese stuff and Chinese. I like stuff like that. You know, like I like their culture, how they are and things like that. And I think that's why I'd love to wrestle Sakuraba. I don't know if he's retired or what. But I'd love to wrestle him just because I like their culture, how they are. They're like crazy, they're mad and just awesome. It's, it's weird, isn't it? I just want to, all the time, I just want to be tested. And that's yeah. why I like to wrestle Curran. I like to wrestle Josh Barnett. I like to wrestle uh, Frank Shamrock, Ken Shamrock, all these. Anyone, Randy Couture, anyone, I just think, bugger it. You're only going to learn so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only that as well, like, when I wrestled, I learned a lot about myself when I wrestled Josh. Like, I, I wasn't expected to go distance with him or anything like that. He outweighed me and things like that. But I know in my mind, I could, I could like, stay stood up with him. And that, my, game, my game plan with Josh was to use my fitness, my speed, my athleticism and take him down last minute and pin, like look for a pin or look for a sub. Because the last thing I wanted is him on top of me. He's a big dude, isn't he? So mm-hmm. I didn't want him on top of me. So I learned so much about myself there, like thinking, well, like you can put things into perspective like he, he beat Dean Lister, didn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't know how it got to the floor with Dean Lister. I think he might have pulled guard and went for a leg lock or something like that. But I thought last, I learned like through what I like watched a lot of his matches. I thought, well, I'm not going to be dropping to my back wing because I'll get pinned by him because he's a big guy and he's just going to make me suffer if I end up on my back. So I thought my whole game plan was just to stay stood up with him and then try and pull him on his back last like two minutes, last minute. But obviously I left it a bit late, but it were awesome just to wrestle him. You know, like I felt privileged to wrestle him and I went up to after him. I thought, Felt so like I respect him so much because he's done a lot for sport and in MMA and catch and things like that. So it's great. Uh, but that's why I, I always just want to test my sense against these good guys, you know. Like, but I just don't, I'm not one of these guys who goes out shouting about it. I suppose mm-hmm. Curran's a, I'm not, no disrespect to Curran, he's a great guy, and I, I understand why he does it because. It, it gets him out there. It's a bit Conor McGregor-ish and it gets him out there. Whereas I'm one of them, I like to let me talk in, stay on mat. I'm not like a smack talk or anything like that. I like to keep me uh, wrestling on mat. If I win, I win. I'm humble in defeat. I'm humble if I win. I'll, I'll not be like making a noise about it or anything like that. And I think you've got to conduct yourself well in sport. People do it differently. I'm not saying Curran's a bad person because he's, he's a, a nice guy. He's got, he's got a kid and he's a great guy. And he's, what he's done in sport is really good. And when he when he wrestled in that tournament, he fought some big dudes, didn't he? Uh, mm. And it showed he's got massive heart. And that's what I like about him. He's like game. And I, I think that's why it'd make a good uh, match, me and him. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not a better wrestler than me. He probably is, but I think I've got more submissions than he has. So, so we're both a threat to each other, and that's what I like about. That's what makes an interesting match. If he if he went out and pinned me, or I went, or I went out and threw him and pinned him, I don't know. It'd be be interesting. And but I'd like to. There's other guys who I'd like to test myself. I think, I think my favourite guy who I really would like to wrestle is Sakuraba, definitely. And then it'd be Frank Shamrock, and then probably Curran. But I know they're like probably past, I'm not saying the past the best because they're fit guys, you know what I mean? But I just like to wrestle them just just because who they are, do you know what I mean? The legends, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Have you got any guys like that who you'd like to wrestle? Me? I don't know. Actually, I've just been watching a lot of the like the guys who are really popular in Nogi right now, so it's like, actually, I really... Because I, because I'm traveling in Singapore and stuff, I, I've ended up uh, rolling with some of their students and stuff, and um, uh and so yeah i don't i don't like saying what, what happened in training or whatever but i mean like it just like i feel like i'd want to see how i would do against some of these bigger names in like nogi so i want to be doing more of these like big tournaments there's a lot of like i said there's a lot of guys that you don't hear them they just think wow some great guys like like daz morris is he's absolute like 
a lot of my friends train with him. I love to train with him. He's from, uh, I think it's Atherton, ASW. And he, he's another guy. He's like, I can remember watching like stuff years ago and seeing him at comp, like seeing him at like uh, shows behind the scenes and that. And I'm watching him from afar and I think, wow, what a guy. He, he's like, but like, you don't hear him in the unreal. Absolutely mm-hmm. unreal. Like, Daz Morris, like, obviously, Roy, Roy's another like back in there, name Bromley. But like, you just get them guys in there. I don't know if it's because of social media, there weren't any social media out there, but there's some absolute beasts who you don't hear about. Do you know what I mean? mm-hmm. Like they call him the Northern legend. He's, he's like, he's a beast and he's a big dude as well. I bet, I bet, I don't know how old he is. He's been about a bit. He don't look old, but he's probably in his like 40s, might be, I don't know if he's 50. I don't know. He don't look old, but he's a physical specimen. And uh, you see him and so much stuff he's teaching and doing is like really good. There's, there's just some, Guys that you don't hear about and mm-hmm. they're just talented, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And but mm-hmm. I suppose we're pro- I'm not saying they were about the wrong time because I think he did really well in judo as well. And like his guys as well, uh, they seem to be doing really well in MMA scene and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. some popular guys in UFC and things like that. So you just get him, don't you? Uh, but there's loads of talent, loads of talent. And this is what gets me about UK. Yeah, we're, the writers off because we're a small island, but when when you look about it, honestly, there's some guys out there like Andy Clamp, uh, Tom Blackledge. There's some beasts, absolute beasts. Uh, it's it's scary, you know. Like, yeah, and it'd be good. If, like, catch, I can't wait for catch wrestling to like just explode again and just get good because some talented guys you know, in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, like 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 there's in America. There's, you get them in every walk of life, don't you? They're, they're, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, think what it is with American and England. I'm not saying anything bad about, about you guys, uh, but uh, you know, there's no wrestling, but there is. Do you know, like in, in, in mid, like, well, you've you've trained with Roy yourself. There's some good mm-hmm. wrestlers, uh, some really good wrestlers, but there's some really good wrestlers in America. It'd be, it'd be nice to see, like, you've got Mick Grundy as well. He's an awesome wrestler, like freestyle wrestler. He's, he's in UFC. There's loads. I could name 20 on my hands. Uh, then, then there's like there's some guys at uh, Y Club in Manchester where they used to go, some like Iranians and things like that. There's mm. some absolute beats out there. Scary, really. And people look at me and they say, oh, he's best wrestler. Like best wrestler. I say, I'm not best wrestler. There's a guy over there that's better wrestler than me, but I just understand submissions and I understand how to work them against each other. That's all it is with me and my mindset's different to everyone else. I believe I've got like a weird mindset, like I think differently. So I suppose it's a bit, the way I think it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit crazy, but I think all, all your good guys, that, like Einstein and people like that, are a bit crazy, aren't they? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I try and look at them like that, thinking, I just try and think differently. And I always ask, what, when someone shows me something, I always think, why or how could I be it or how could I make it better? I'm, I'm always looking for a better or a simpler option to do it in training. Like if someone shows me a really technical, I don't know, like armbar in jiu-jitsu, I always look at... Uh, See if there's an easier way to do it. What's more, mm-hmm. like uh, higher percentage of finishing and things like that. So, and that's what wrestling's done to me and jujitsu. It like makes you think differently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I reeled off a right tangent, then, not I? no no it's all interesting and i think you're kind of putting it all together it's like yeah it's it's a big mix of not only your training but it's also like the athletic training and then the the mindset which is i mean the mindset i think also kind of comes later like once you have kind of like the expertise level you know a a complete novice might not be able like or they might be calm and focused or whatever but i mean they still might not win you know without the the whole athletic and the technique right under under their belt yeah but i I think you're already at that level where it's like you 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 got the fitness going you got the technique already there the expertise and then now you could now you just got to focus on being relaxed and you know calm i think that's what it is and uh just putting yourself in bad situations, that's how you're learning to, it's, uh, I don't know, when I was younger, I really, not negative, uh, but I was a bit, uh, I think it was because I was really badly bullied as a kid, me. Uh, so it sort of like beats your confidence out here. But then I found mm. martial arts and it built me up. And like now, mm. it, nothing, mm. I think, I'm glad I got bullied because it makes you stronger because, I don't know, it just makes you a better person, doesn't it? You know, when you've been bullied, you know what it's like to be bullied so you don't bully anyone else. And not mm. only that, it just makes everything like, in life easy really because if you've been bullied and things like that 
So that's why I've always tried to make my mind as strong as I can. It's a weapon, isn't it, at the end of the day. And if you can't be beating your mind, your body can go further. And, that, and that's that's where I try to do it. Uh, I'm always trying to train my mind. Every every day I'm watching something crazy, something positive, you know. I, I'm like, like believing in stuff. I believe in that uh, law of attraction, the secret and things like that. And I'm always thinking differently and things like that. Uh, I'm not into, I'm not saying there's that, like I believe there's something out there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying there's a god. I don't know what it is, but I just try and I don't know. I just try and think differently. Why we are and ask questions all the time. A bit crazy, really, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And actually, I look forward to your next competition. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep you posted on it definitely. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna come away with a belt this time. Because uh, uh, last time I wrestled Josh as like uh, one. As like a challenge match, and then I did the tournament in the uh, I think it was over 90. I beat two opponents by submission, and then I got a draw with uh, Wade, uh, mm. who I've wrestled before and beat for British title. But it was only like a five minute match, so nothing happened. So we got like a draw, and Wade yeah. they did it then. Wade pinned the two guys who I'd fought, which Wade's an awesome wrestler, and I, I like Wade as a person and things like that. He pinned the two guys, and I submitted the two guys. Uh, so what they did then, they went on the quickest finish. But to me, I don't think they should have, like, with tournaments, they should have, like, a different rule set. I don't know whether it should be, like, value. Because to me, I, I don't, I'm not saying pins are not nothing, but I value a submission higher. If, if I were to value it, I'd value a submission higher than a pin. Because mm. I could be wrestling with you, I could follow me back, you could pin me, or I could do the same to you. Whereas a submission... You're rendering someone like virtually maiming them, aren't you? You could break their arm, wreck their life, really, break their neck. And I won with sub two submissions and he won by pin. Uh, so I don't know whether they should look at the rule set of competition, whether they should put in like, uh, do we value submissions higher or pins higher, or what they should have done, like they do in Olympics, is weigh the person who's the lightest and the lightest mm -hmm. person wins to draw. And I was lightest in tournament, I was like, Waiting at 90, 90 for that comp, and it went up to from ninety to hundred. So I'm not saying I'm a winner or not like that, but I don't feel because I got a draw. I don't feel like I've lost. You know, like even though like he won the tournament, he won belt. I don't feel mm -hmm. like I've lost. I got two wins and a draw, so technically I've not been beaten. But mm -hmm. I suppose it's a rule set that they need to get. I don't know a different rule set. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you do it. I'd probably go with uh, what they're doing at Olympics, where the way you. If it goes to a draw, wait, and, and then that's how they should do it. It was like the same when I wrestled Josh. We got a draw. Obviously, we're the bigger guy and things like that, but how, how would you, would the way you, I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm not mm -hmm. saying, I'm not saying he beat me, but what would you do? How, how can you, I don't think there should be draws in fights. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or another five minutes and another 10 minutes and I'll make you go again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even kind of like those Eddie Bravo rules where they like if it goes the full time, then they they start you in like some like an arm bar or or, or uh, seat belt position or something, so you can get out or get submitted faster. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? I don't. I, it's I suppose it's up to their promoters, but like that's it. Under different rule sets, I think it was like what John uh, Strickland said with with you in that interview where he was saying uh, time limits make a big difference and things like that don't they like if what happens mm -hmm. if you've got a five minute match in a good position and things like that do you ride it out or do you put this in a bad position and try and finish it or it is mm -hmm. it's, it's like i know a lot of like i had a loss at the beginning of the year against a jiu-jitsu guy he couldn't take me down i took him down i had him in a submission like an uh like a neck crank with, with like a punching throw and it doesn't look like you're attacking because it's like a sort of submission that I sort of fell on and found myself. Uh, and I like neck cranking and punching him in the throat. And it doesn't look like you're attacking, but I went for a submission. I went on top of him all the way through. He pulled guard. I got on top of him. And then I got him in a guillotine and we went off mats. So he pulled guard, went off mats, I pulled it into the centre and restarted us from mm. guard position. He shot in at me, I had him in a guillotine, full on locked in guillotine, went off mats. The resetter stood up and I thought, well, I had submission locked him. So it went mm. against me. Rule sets. It's like, I suppose it's learning from it really. But I felt like I won the actual match. Everyone who saw it says, "Oh, you dominated," which I did. I just used wrestling all the way through. So it's up to promoters to like, I don't know, just 
rule set should be a bit better. You know, like the aggressive guy should be, you know, to me, a fight's a fight if you're aggressive. But then yeah. you've got your back guy who's really good and they use you to set up and stuff like that. So it's hard to judge, isn't it? I'm, from a judge's point of view, it's what do you judge? And if you favour mm. jiu-jitsu as well, it's like, it's crazy. I think someone needs to come come up with a rule set. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose time will tell, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like if the, if the guy's on his back, like if if he's actually attacking or attempting yeah, a lot of submissions off his back or something. Yeah, like I put a comment on Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to think when it was commented on someone's uh, Facebook. Chris Thompson's actually. I put something about uh, he put something about pulling guard and a guy pulled guard and uh, it went distance and guy pulled guard won, but he didn't do it. Basically stalled and everyone commented. I says I'd sooner be thrown. And pull guard. I'd sooner say if I were wrestling a really good judo guy or wrestling guy, and I know he's a really good, I'd sooner fancy my chances stood up and catching him in scramble than getting thrown and, and getting hurt than pulling guard. I just won't pull guard on him, and it's just way I'm. I pulled guard once in a competition and I lost, and I'll never ever do it again. <laughs> and if it's against guard, you've got to have an understanding of it, but this guy. It looked like I don't know if I upset the guy. Uh, a guy commented, everyone else were putting stuff about it. And he commented on mine saying, uh, Well, it's different if you're going, why not pull guard if you're going for stuff? And I understand, yeah, if you're going for stuff, but some people just pull guard just for fun of it. My wife's back. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably have to leave it at that if that's all right. Is that all right? Sure. Yeah, 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 totally fine. Totally fine. Thanks for talking for it. Good to speak anyway, and I hope I chewed your ear off of that. And uh, always good to see you as well. <laughs> yes, likewise. All right, well, thank you very much. All right, then, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.